Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Wendy, today. Wendy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. And we're going to share a little bit of our story with the listeners today and especially how we started our own ministry, Igniting Hope Ministries, why we did that. But first, let me just share with you quickly how we got to where we are. We, we grew up on the north coast of California, and we went to the same high school. We met when I was a senior, and you were a junior, Wendy. We didn't know the Lord, became hippies, yep. <laughs> got saved radically in 1975, started attending a a great Assembly of God church there, and you and I got married a couple years later. I was on staff at that church for 13 years. We had our three children there in Fortuna, mm-hmm. California, and then we moved to the desert around Mountain, Nevada, pastored for 10 years there as senior pastors, and then that's where we met Bill Johnson, the senior leader at Bethel Church, and then we pastored for seven years from 2001 and 2008, and Weaverville, California, where Bill had pastored before he went to Reading. And then we came on staff at Bethel in 2008 and have been there ever since as part of the team. And we travel about half the year, work through Global Legacy, which is the relational network of revival leaders from around the world who want to connect with Bethel. Did I cover our story well? (laughs) Yes, I think you did. And then we started our own ministry as well when we were a part of the staff at Bethel. We just, because God had been doing such great things in us on the renewing of the mind and that message of hope and joy and believing truth. And Wendy, do you remember when we just, we began to get that message and, you know, just want you share a little bit about how what was happening in us and how it, it led to a, this ministry of Igniting Hope Ministries. Well, it kind of started back in 1991 when we became senior leaders in the state of Nevada. And we realized at one point that even though we had a lot of head knowledge and information, that it wasn't really affecting our emotions or our hope level Um, We saw a lot of hopeless pastors around us ministering, hopeless leaders, and then, of course, you read that book by Francis Frangipan, uh, The Three Battlegrounds, and it said every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. (laughs) That was a game changer. That that totally changed our lives. Let me say it again. Every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold (laughs) of the devil in your life. And that changed us, didn't it? It did. Because we had a theology of hope. We just didn't have any hope. We had hope in the sweet by and by, but we realized we didn't have hope for the everyday issues of life, like about ourselves or our family, our finances, our ministry. And one of the things we discovered is that people don't really like to follow hopeless people. (laughs) You know, nobody at, at first said, oh, we want what you have. It wasn't until we actually started deciding, okay, if the Bible is true, then hope should be a fruit of what we're believing. 
And so we started realizing that if we wanted hope, we would have to change what we believed. And we realized that after love, hope is probably the most powerful leadership quality there is. Romans 15, 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we, we understood that as we believe truth, we get filled by the God of hope. So our hopelessness about a problem was a bigger problem, <laughs> than, the problem. than the problem. And so when we really began to narrow our message and what our calling was and what we were to really primarily release to the body of Christ, we, we sensed the assignment. Our, one of our main assignments is to release hope to the body of Christ, especially the leaders. Yes, and especially through the renewing of the mind. In Romans 12, 1, that was kind of the basis of our whole Christianity for probably, what, the first 10, 15, 15 years? years? Yes. And so we were very good at sacrificing our time, our finances, our dreams, um, just living sacrificially. But then when we went out to the state of Nevada, God said he wanted us to not leave Romans 12, 1 behind, but to add Romans 12, 2 which says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so what we discovered is that the process of renewing your mind, which is actually believing with all your heart and soul, every promise, everything the Word says, actually increased our hope. And so what we discovered is that it was actually harder, though, to sacrifice our beliefs than it was our actions. Because I don't know about you, but he started getting personal with me. <laughs> he started saying, Wendy, can you sacrifice the belief that you're shy? Can you sacrifice the belief that you're inadequate? And those things felt so true. And I tried to tell God, I've got experiential proof that these <laughs> things are true. Yep. And he said, no, Wendy, that's just who you've become. It's not who you are. Wow. And so I had to sacrifice a lot of beliefs, and that's when the transformation and the hope began to well up within us. And so we, we put the two things together about having hope and releasing hope through the renewing of the mind. Yeah, so good. And it was such a, a life-changing journey that we're still on. And so it really started to just overflow in us. We started sharing it in the churches we pastored. We saw people respond to the message. Mm -hmm. We saw people get it, and and it just uh, began to build. So we started Igniting Hope Ministries as an as a outlet for what God was doing in us to provide resources for people, audio messages, books. We've written a number of books, uh, almost mm -hmm. I think fifteen now just through what you've just done with Victorious Emotions. Mm -hmm. And just and also just some, a lot of, we have like a beliefs assessment on our website. And we just have a passion to yes. ignite people's hope. Yes, we do. We've, we say there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. <laughs> Once people get true hope, the circumstance cannot stay the same. That's right. And I think the renewing of the mind is so powerful. We've had so many testimonies of people using declarations. And also, I think if you add the imagination to your declaration, it's even more powerful. And so 
we love talking about that and igniting hope because you can't have hope without changing what you believe. It's so true. And, you know, it says the weapons of our warfare in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. And in the context of that is, is the strongholds are belief systems in the mind. In verse 5, it says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And so we began to understand that the highest level of spiritual warfare is to take every thought captive and that God's given us powerful weapons. And you mentioned one with the imagination, which is a big part of what you like to release in encounters with the Lord. And we also have the weapons of declarations and the weapon of laughing at lies, which is kind of a unique, unique component of our ministry. And and just, you know, I wrote a book called Let's Just Laugh at That and Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids. And and it's it's a fun way to break off the power of bad beliefs through laughter. Mm-hmm. And then the, right. the declaration piece is is so powerful as well. I wrote a book called Declarations, 30 Biblical Reasons Why We Do That. And and then you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. <laughs> And so that those two things, the power of words and the power of joy and laughter, are get mixed into this whole hope message. And we just have so much fun when we travel and watching people get the joy of the Lord, watching right. people declare truth. And we say things like, you can't change your life without changing how you talk. And, yeah. and we love the body of Christ and we love churches and you know, we pastored. And so what a joy it is to go in and just connect with what God's doing and in ministries and in lives. And, and then we get so many testimonies back from people. They, they write us and just say, wow, it changed our lives. Yes. And, and we know that our message isn't the whole pie. You know, it's not the only truth, but it's an important piece of the overall pie of, of our Christian life, of what we believe. Yes, it is. So, Wendy, just as we, we, we close this podcast and, you know, just when you think about the people who we're connecting with around the world and in our travel, I think there's each of us, it just if we could just speak one word of encouragement that we're sensing that the Lord's saying, and, and, and I want to start by, by saying this over you who are listening right now, that that there's no, we said there's no hopeless circumstances, there's only hopeless people. And I just see the Lord releasing to you radical hope. It's the year of breakthrough. It's the year of revelation of truth inside your spirit like never before, which is going to release breakthrough in you and through you in powerful ways. Yes, I just believe that if, if things aren't working out the right way, we need to actually ask God, maybe it's not what I'm doing. Maybe it's what I'm believing that is hindering things. You know, I believe that the question of the hour right now isn't, God, tell me what to do or what should I do? The question of the hour is, God, what should I believe? Wow. It's so important. So I just encourage you to start asking Holy Spirit, what should I believe about myself? What should I believe about my family? I have a question I like to ask myself when I find myself in hopelessness. And I'll ask the question, what do I need to believe to have hope for this? Because God told me that I have permission to be hopeless about anything he's (laughs) hopeless about. 
and he's the God of all hope. So he believes and sees something different than we do. So there is an answer to whatever you're facing. And it's like, like we like to say, there is always a solution. That's right. There's always a solution no matter what we're facing. Well, that just shares a little bit about us, our journey, our story, where we're at, why we started Igniting Hope Ministries. And again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you want more information about us, you can find us at ignitinghope.com, Igniting Hope Facebook, Igniting Hope Instagram, windybacklin.com. There's a lot of places. And we just bless you in the name of the Lord. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle because it's our strength. God bless you. We look forward to you being with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.